I'm Allie Blankenship, and you're listening to Semi Question Mark, a short interview-style podcast that inquires about questions, curiosity, and their role in a fulfilled life. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Semi Question Mark. For our first episode, I have my friend Michelle here today. Michelle, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Michelle. I'm a 21-year-old student at the University of Florida. I'm currently a junior on the pre-med track, um, and I'm so happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here again. Absolutely. (laughs) I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, And just so for everyone listening, the way this is going to kind of go is I have a list of questions just about questioning, curiosity, um, and their roles in our lives. And I'm going to ask Michelle them, and we're just going to kind of discuss a little bit. Um, And can I just say, I think that this is such a great idea um, in terms of just thinking and brainstorming. um, And I could not be happier to be here on this podcast today with you. Oh, I'm happy to have you here as well. Thank you so much. Um, So my first question for you is, what is your favorite question to be asked? So that's a, a big one, I'd say. And I think that my biggest question or my favorite question to be asked, actually, is just anything pertaining to how I perceive different avenues of life. So like, why do you think about your goals the way that you do? Why do you think about um, just a random perspective that you do? What is the root of those things? Um, And I think that anything along those lines is something that I really enjoy being asked just because I like having those conversations where we really get to see people's backgrounds and why they think the way that they do um, and everything along those lines for sure. That's really cool. How often is that something you get asked? Um, That I get asked? Mm -hmm. Pretty rarely. Um, rarely, but that's okay. I think that you can also be a facilitator of those conversations. I'm fine with starting them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess like the proper answer to that question would be whenever I ask other people that question, then mm-hmm. they ask me that question in return. And so I really make it a point to try to do that in my life and to have those conversations. That's really cool. That's awesome that you're fil- facilitating the kind of discussions that you want to have. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next question is, how would you define the role of curiosity in your life? So I'd say the role of curiosity in my life is pretty big right now. Mm -hmm. I guess just as a student, first and foremost, um, being in an academic sphere, curiosity is a big part of your life because you're always being asked to be curious, I guess, Um, whether that be in the classroom or I also um, work as a teaching assistant or I volunteer as a teaching assistant, so that as well. Um, But I guess like one of the best ways that curiosity has been implemented into my life recently is um, working with patients at Shands. That's something that I really value. Um, And they are very curious about about my life, about the things that I do, and I'm very curious about them as well. And I think that that has really added a lot of sustenance to my life in the sense of me seeing beyond just the brief sphere of the classroom and what I'm usually immersed in. Um, So that is something that's really fantastic. And also just having the opportunity to be in different settings with different people. I've really tried to make it a point to add more diversity to my life and to be actively curious about different kinds of people with different kinds of backgrounds. And I think it's really enriched my life as a whole. And it's made me a lot happier for sure. That's awesome. Thank you. How would you, have, would you say that that's changed since you were young? For sure. So um, I think that I've always grown up in very like homogenous areas, whether that be at any point in my life, actually. I grew up in the suburbs outside of Atlanta, Georgia, so that's just a very homogenous area in general in terms of everything. So like race, socioeconomic status, political views, pretty much anything that you can think of. And I'd say the same for my experience when I lived in Montgomery, Alabama, the same for my experience when I lived 
in um, Panama City Beach with little nuances, but pretty much the same throughout. Um, mm -hmm. And then coming here, it's a very interesting change because while it is pretty much a homogenous school, there's definitely like avenues for you to explore different aspects of diversity in your life. Um, and you just have to seek them. They're there, you just have to find them. And maybe like now looking back in hindsight, I could have found those as well when I was growing up, but I just didn't have the foresight or like the ability to do that at that time. And so coming here, it's been a welcome change. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> um, what is something or some things that you're afraid to question? Um, being afraid to question. That is a great question. <laughs> I feel like this is one of the things also where we're going to say the word question so many times it's not going to sound like a word anymore. Um, but I guess I'm afraid to question things about the future, I think is the biggest thing right now. And I think that's pretty true across the board as a college student who's mm -hmm. in undergrad because our whole lives we've been asked like what next like what's your end game goal what are you gonna be when are you gonna get married like all of these things that are very monumental I think for anyone um and so that's very scary for me to question um so questioning myself like am I capable of getting to the goals that I want to get to um will I be surrounded by the same people that I love now when I get to those goals you know like how long is it going to take me to get there mm -hmm. all of these things are so real right now at the age of 21 um and so it's, it's hard to reconcile those thoughts in your head, especially when you are so busy just in general to like sit down and then really have to think like, okay, all of this is for an end game goal. Will I even get there? Mm -hmm. um, and so that is very scary <laughs> and very real, but that's also a part of life. Um, and so I wouldn't have it any other way, I think, but it's definitely something that's always on my mind right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm sure that's true across the board. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, what about things that you feel comfortable questioning or asking questions about? Um, in terms of being comfortable, mm -hmm. I'd say in general, I'm pretty comfortable questioning most everything. Um, but I think kind of how I was talking about getting to know other people and mm -hmm. asking them what their different avenues of life are and, and why they think the way that they do. It's something I'm becoming a lot more comfortable questioning. Mm -hmm. I've actually realized that someone mentioned this to me today also in a conversation that, active listening is the most absent thing from our lives. Mm -hmm. And I find that really true just because we're so distracted by technology, which is not really our fault entirely, and also just the busyness of our own lives. So we're trying to keep pace with ourselves and all these things. And so most people are seeking and yearning for a, some form of active listening. Mm -hmm. like they're really looking for that and they don't even realize it because of your life and how fast paced it is and how fast, fast paced all their friends' lives are. And, and for the majority of people, their parents are not super, you know, that much older. So also that, like mm -hmm. them thinking about their parents being su in a super fast paced life. So they're not really getting as much active listening as they would like. So I think that when, once I realize that people are actually looking for that in their mm -hmm. lives and that it's not annoying or that it's not boring or all these things, that has made me really comfortable in that sense um, in terms of asking questions about them, what they want, um, and how they see things, for sure, yeah. That's really cool. I never would have thought about it Thank you. that way. That. Yeah, <laughs> really no, insightful. definitely also a recent development. Lots of recent developments here. <laughs> we love those. Um, what would you say is the most rewarding question you've ever asked? I would say... The most rewarding question I've ever asked actually is what is something that you're afraid of that no one else would know, which is kind of like a weird story mm -hmm. because um, I once met with this person as a, a basically a facet of being in this organization. It was required, actually. Mm -hmm. So 
not many great things come out of requirements. Actually, I take that back. Lots of great things can come out of requirements if you do them with like full volition and you really put all your all into it. Um, but basically, I went there and I was like, okay, I've never met this person before. And and while I was on the way there, I was thinking about like, what am I afraid of? I was like, what am I like really afraid of? And I'm not talking like bugs or like heights or or things that are like more common, even though those fears are totally valid. <laughs> I was thinking like, I am afraid of irreparable harm. I'm afraid of accidentally irreparably harming someone's life. So for an example of that would be like hitting someone with your car on accident and like the accident you cause take someone's life and that someone you know is in a family and and these collateral things that you can't even control um and even like in my friendships and my relationships i'm very much afraid of saying the wrong thing or saying something that will be extremely hurtful you know like not being able to be there for someone in their time of need these are things that are very real fears that play in my head all the time because we are so busy so i'm like okay if i take myself out and i'm absent in someone's life Will that affect them irreparably? Um, and that's something that I'm very afraid of. So when I met with this person, I asked them, I was like, you know, like, what is your greatest fear? Not like bugs, not heights. Like, what are you really afraid of? And I shared this fear with them. And they're like, wow, like, no one's ever asked me that, like, that question in that way. Mm -hmm. And so from that point on, I've been asking pretty much everyone that question. I'm like, what are you really afraid of? What do you think deep down is something that you would be scared to cause or something like that and i think that it it really makes you reflect on what your potential impact is on mm -hmm. other people it makes you reflect on your potential impact on the world and it just really reminds you to like walk lightly just in general mm -hmm. is like a good way that i would put it and not to leave too harsh of a mark while you're here and while you have the opportunity to affect and impact other people as well as yourself um and so, like, I think that was the most impactful question I've ever asked and the most the question that that has had the most impact thereafter on my life itself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's incredible. Sorry, that was a really long story. <laughs> no, that's that a like, great question. Like, it'll come back together at the end. <laughs> Those are the best kind of stories. <laughs> um, so on the topic of questions you've never asked, um, if there if you could ask any one person one question, dead or alive, real or not real, who would you ask and what would you ask them? Ooh, okay. That's really hard. But I think, God, if I could go back, if I could go back in time. Actually, I'm trying to think. I don't know if I would want to go into my future <laughs> because I don't know if I'd want to see it and then have to come back to my present and mm -hmm. like know that's what my future was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, let me think. Maybe like, I'd like to go back in the... Okay, so there's so many things that exist in our world today mm -hmm. that I, like, don't know how they exist. Mm -hmm. Like, who invented stairs? And why were they invented? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess, like, something really random is, like, I'd like to go back in time and, like, talk to the person who invented air conditioning and just think... Like, just ask them, like, what their lives what their life was like at that time mm -hmm. and like what made them invent that because that's something that just like living in florida i feel like we like kind of take for granted mm -hmm. but it's such like a perm like a pervasive part of our lives mm -hmm. and i love it yeah <laughs> i will never take air conditioning <laughs> for granted just as like i'm sure people in colorado would never take heating for granted for sure. so something along those lines or mm -hmm. just like inventions like mm -hmm. things that we that impact our lives that we've never noticed like who invented chairs who invented tables? I don't know. Mm -hmm. We know who invented like the sewing machine or like the telephone yeah. or things like that. But like little things, mm -hmm. little things I would really like to know more about and like what they're thinking, whether it was an accident, mm -hmm. because I've also, 
recently learned in class that most of the artificial sweeteners that we have mm-hmm. are like completely uh created by accident really yes which is like crazy right that yeah. all these things like aspartame and like saccharin and like all these things that we i don't know people put in their coffee mm-hmm. all this stuff that we just it was completely on accident like someone was in a lab mixing something together for something else and then tasted it which is against lab rules. Do not do that. <laughs> Completely against lab rules. And then it ended up being a sweetener that we now use in mass market. Like, I think that's crazy. And so like, or I don't know, just like even thinking about like, for example, like Universal Disney, mm-hmm. like the rides that they create and all these things with like technology and art and like this mixture of them both. Like, I can't believe that somebody A, came up with those individual components and then was able to combine them together. So Basically, the summary <laughs> to this question is I would like to ask, like, so many different people how they came up with an invention mm-hmm. and, like, what their mindset was like at the time and what their livelihood was like. So that's pretty much it. That's really cool. Yeah, but it's, like, so weird. <laughs> it's so weird, but I would really like that. No, that's a great question to ask. Yeah. Uh, um, is there anything you regret questioning? Regret? Regret? <laughs> that word. I'm, like, regret questioning. Mm. I don't think I regret questioning anything. I do think that like on the topic of curiosity itself, I do think that sometimes depending on like the depth of your conversation, Mm -hmm. people can get uncomfortable, which is like normal, I think, Mm -hmm. because like, for example, I was at this event the other day and I I started talking to this person, not going to name them obviously, but, Mm -hmm. um, and we had a really good conversation, but basically it was like, 15 minutes and then we started talking about like their parents and like how their parents might get divorced and like all of these things that are, are very heavy I think in life um relatively for sure and after that like that person did not want to speak to me anymore but I think it's just because like sometimes when you sit down and you like you ask questions to someone and they end up maybe like spilling more than they like wanted it kind of like can make them feel uncomfortable or like they weren't okay with showing that much emotion and that's totally understandable and totally fine as well um and so I don't know if I like regret specifically asking them that but I I do realize that there are also consequential effects of being curious itself Mm -hmm. um good and bad for sure and so maybe that's just like something to be cognizant of Mm -hmm. but I don't know I don't think you should ever really regret being curious or asking questions because you wouldn't ever be able to improve or progress further otherwise. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you just couldn't. Mm-hmm. Most of the things in life are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess no regrets, but proceed with caution is the summary of that. That's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, do you have any questions for me? Um, for sure. I guess, like, what are you hoping for in the future, like, out of this podcast? And, like, what are some of the things you're looking forward to as a result of it? Um, well, I think one of them, kind of like you said with the active listening, um, I think it will be personally a great opportunity to actively get to listen to a lot of people who have a lot of different thoughts um, and different avenues of curiosity. Um, and I think it's also could be something good to just, you know, bring up the topic of questioning as opposed to just asking people things, For you know sure. what I mean? Getting people thinking about doing this actively as opposed to just like what they've been talking about. So. Yeah. Hopefully starting conversations and really get getting to listen to people that I care about and also people that I don't know as well. I really like that. And I think that's important to even like start the conversation. Um, I think every act of self-awareness is one step forward. So I'm so proud and also like so, I don't know, so honored to be a part of that and something that you dreamt up. 
um, very happy for that. Um, I'm trying to think. What is, what is one thing that really makes you happy? I guess at this time in your life. So it can be like this school year, from your family, like anything like that. Oh, and how do you plan to keep that in your life? Okay. <laughs> um, I think for me personally, one thing that makes me very happy is knowing that I'm properly allocating time to things. Um, I think there's a, there's a lot of things that people like to do, you know, a lot of different avenues you like to explore, different kinds of people that you like to see. Um, actually, I guess I think that would be it, the people that I like to see. Um, I think there's a lot of value in getting to see people that you don't always see and getting to hear from them and how they're doing um, in like a one-on-one, like personal kind of way. Um, and I think that's something that enriches my life a lot. Um, whether it's like, you know, calling my parents or, you know, getting lunch with a friend, um, or something like that. Um, and I think that's something I just genuinely love to like reach out to and like do with people. And I don't think that's something that's going to change, but it's something that really makes me happy getting the opportunity to do that. Kind of like what we're doing right now. Yeah. Just getting to hear about you. I was about to say, okay, that's (laughs) awesome. I really, really like that. And I, I can agree with that a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I think those are all my questions, but well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I have one last question for you, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any questions you would like to leave us with, um, myself and anyone who might be listening, things to ponder or to ask other people? Or I think that's something I would like people to consider. I guess a question mm-hmm. I would like people to consider is how many things in your life, you know, are you doing out of pure enjoyment? And mm-hmm. how many things are you doing just because it is monotonous or something you've gotten used to or something you have to do? And how can you cut those things out and replace them with the things that you enjoy? I think it's like, it's like easy probably to say just because there, there are some things that we have to do, that we mm-hmm. have to sacrifice for, that we will not be happy while we're doing them. But I think that those things should be at such a minimum in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I've really realized, I guess, like the older that I get. Um, And obviously, like, within reason, everyone has different resources and, like, the different Mm -hmm. capacity to, like, truly, quote, unquote, enjoy life, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, Like, I don't have the ability to just, like, travel 24-7, even though Mm -hmm. I'm sure I I would love to, and so many other people would love Mm -hmm. to do that. Um, It would make me very happy, but I just can't. Um, But I think seeing where you can cut cut out those things and where you can replace them with things that you enjoy is something that's really important. Um, And also, like, I guess asking yourself, like, do you really have too little time? Because I think that the truth is that all of us have enough time to do everything that we want to do and more. Um, And again, a lot easier said than done just because of how fast paced life is and how much we do quote unquote like have to do and sacrifice for. Um, But again, just being self-aware and just knowing that like you have so much more control than you think obviously like relative depending on circumstance for sure for sure like I don't take anything away from that but um in general you do have like power um to change a lot of things in your life to change things about yourself um so just like don't forget that I guess and don't forget that you are a commanding human being who are probably capable of so much more than you're thinking so again just being cognizant of those things and like asking yourself those questions how can I make myself happier essentially how do I prioritize myself how do I prioritize my time Um, and moving forward with those questions in mind that's a great thing to think about and I think something that you know, you don't consciously just explore. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
Um, thank you for being here, and thank you everyone for tuning in. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>